0: The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice, and for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional.
1: Welcome to the Hyatt 9
0: News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and endogenics. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Hope you all are having an amazing day. It is finally, finally hump day, you guys. That's right. It's Wednesday, December 13th. And today is the National Guard's birthday. It's also National Violin Day for all those friends out there that love to play the world's smallest violin. It's National Cocoa Day. I'm not sure why they didn't put the hot in front of it. And it's also National Day of the Horse. And, Rico, your favorite, it's Pick a Pathologist Day. Well, th- well why what, what, what my, does my, it got to be my favorite? S- sounds like it should be your favorite, bro. Yeah, yes, you're choosing that path pathologist yes that's right. Like a uh, that's right it's better than a proctologist dale you're so right about that and thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us it's also high noon on the east coast and please remember to like share and subscribe to us on all social media platforms you look down below to see where we live on the internet and we are live every monday through friday on youtube and now we're also streaming on rumble twitch twitter and facebook so welcome to anyone joining us from any one of those audiences but kicking it off today first we have the dope dad himself mr rico Lamid, the Quasimodo caretaker and the person who loves to recuse himself when it is necessary. That's right. It is the dope dad himself, Mr. Rico meat
2: Yeah, Jason. Yeah, Jason. I, I, I do have to uh, recuse myself from certain conversations because, um, you know what? I can't get caught dry snitching mm-hmm. <laughs> on nobody. But um, that being said, Speaking of dry snitch, um, we're going to talk about Arizona this morning, where dope dads and marijuana mamas in the great state of Arizona can rest a little bit easier this morning. You know why? Because the Arizona Department of Child Safety had a recent announcement, and they said that they'll soon end its practice of investing reports, me, investigating reports of cannabis exposure in newborns, um, as long as there are no other allegations of, chi- of risk to the child. The shift in policy is scheduled for next month and comes in the wake of a state court of appeals ruling that found Arizona's medical cannabis law protects such use because the patient is under a doctor's care. The state of uh, the state Supreme Court declined to review that decision, effectively making the appeals ruling the new legal standard. Let's give it up for uh, Arizona parents responsibly consuming and still taking care of their families. How about a round need of applause, applause for need that need a round Jason. of applause? There we go. Yes. The huge load off of all their backs moving forward. And Catherine Patak, the uh, general counsel for the state's child welfare agency, DCS, says that the organization believes under Regel, uh, we will have, we, we do not have the authority to investigate prenatal exposure. The Regel she was referring to was a case involving a pregnant woman who's, uh, who was using med, uh, medicinal cannabis to ease the effects of hypermesi- hypermesis. Uh, gra- gravidarum, a condition that causes severe nausea and vomiting during pregnancy. Lindsay Rigell, a former DCS worker herself, was told in her hospital bed after delivery that her infant son had tested positive for THC and that the case would be opened against her. She didn't lose custody of the child, but DCS told her that she'd be placed on the Arizona Central Registry, a list identifying people deemed as a threat to vulnerable populations, including children and elderly. For the article, placement on the registry lasts 25 years and it can limit employment options. Rajel fought the listing, and more than three years after the son's birth, she won. Tack said given the court ruling, the agency under new governor Katie Hobbs was obliged to follow the law. She also said the agency gets between 350 and 400 reports of substance-exposed newborns every month, and about 60 percent of those involve marijuana. Very few of those reports result in the child actually being removed from his home, but um, it's uh, is still about 4% uh, that are, that have been moved uh, because of uh, marijuana exposure. So as a dope dad myself, and quite frankly, the dopest dad on the street, period, it's good to see more states moving towards protecting parents from abuse allegations tied to cannabis consumption. Uh, I was take. Um, I wish they would. Uh, they would have taken a step further to include all consumers and not just uh, those with a medical card, um, like the state of California has recently um, last year. Uh, but it is at least a step in the right direction. I'm Rico Loumi, the d- 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 dopest dad in the street, for Night high News. Getting things started on a high note today. Uh, what's the rest of the team think about this one?
0: Man, this damn is, time. Yeah, this is great
3: you news. You know I love it.
0: This. this might be the only Bravo. time that I've been able to witness that Katie Hobbs has followed the law.
4: Bravo. bravo listen it was absolutely ridiculous that they were putting people on a pedophile list because they were cuz they consume right. cannabis yeah. are you kidding me right now it's that crazy. is such a a, a misrepresentation right. and a waste of resources that, I mean, I applaud I applaud AZ on this. Way to go, way to really step up and make it to where people aren't dealing with these kind of issues anymore. And I agree with you, Rico. I think it has to go a step further and be not just medicinal. It should be any cannabis used because we don't know how the cannabis was consumed. It could have been consumed right. um, with edibles. So, And there's been no studies and no research that definitively States that uh, edible use during pregnancy causes some type of harm to the fetus. So, uh, it, you know, of course, we all we, we we can all agree that smoking anything while pregnant is not the best uh, um, um, things to do. It would be unhealthy, in in my opinion. However, just because somebody has cannabis in their system and a and a and a newborn test uh, positive for it as well does not mean that person deserves to be on a list with rapists and pedophiles and people who harm elderly people right. and this other thing to, that really debilitates them to integrate and be a member of their community. I'm glad Az did it, this once again. Bravo.
0: And at the same time, Luke, it, it really uh, diminishes um, the charges that that those people are actually are, have actually faced. In, in, when they when they're conflated yeah. with something as, as 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 minor as cannabis in the system,
1: yeah, They What's did wrong? studies in Jamaica in the 1980s. Yep, uh, yep. Mel Dryer did that, and they followed these kids sequentially. They all met their they all met their milestones, and they went on to now be adults without any. And these people were consuming cannabis all day long, and in a medical sense, when you have hyperemesis gravitorum, which is the the word you stumbled with there. Rico, and you put your guts out because you're, because you're pregnant, okay? Um, the medicines they give you have all sorts of side effects. Smoking weed and titrating until you're not sick anymore has no medical evidence of harm to the fetus. To so throw them into this kind of a trap, it's just, it's just eating up a pregnant woman I mean, it's as bad as that woman out of Texas said so they wouldn't get, let have an abortion. This is the kind of right. shit where we don't need anybody else involved with a woman's reproductive system be seen other than her and her doctor. Get the fuck out of the life. I've had daughters have to deal with this when they were pregnant. here's the shit out of you? Now, we, we do family law in our firm now, and it's like, you wanna raise that bitch? Let's have a battle, okay? Because it makes yep. no difference if I smoke weed or if I drink scotch or whatever. Okay, fuck yep. you. We're going to have a war now because I'm a dad who had, you know, custody of children. And this is not funny. This is a mess. When CPS showed up at my door because my my kid was smoking weed. They caught him with weed off the campus. So I got CPS at my fucking door. Like, why? You know, he's a teenager uh, smoking weed. Okay, correct. so what? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's not like the first time you've seen that happen.
3: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> no, you used to pinch my weed Don't all the, the last. time, the little shits. That's
0: right. I think it's also really yeah, that, important
3: that. as the woman on the panel mm-hmm. to explain to you guys that the diagnosis that she was treating is deadly. It actually could kill her. It is very painful. It's very dangerous for the baby. And um, as somebody who has also had a number of pregnancies myself and dealt with all the symptomology that goes with it, it is a physical ailment on your body when you're going through pregnancy everything hurts you don't feel good your feet to the top of your head hurts your hips hurt because they're literally being pushed apart like imagine your bones from the inside being stretched okay like you guys can't even imagine what that feels like right. and I thought that, that's why they call it woman you power. Add on top of that like extreme nausea okay my physician actually prescribed me bed rest for three months because I lost so much weight in my first pregnancy that I was sick and couldn't keep anything down and prescribed me Zofran which now is known to cause major birth defects and lawyers help families get restoration for prescribing that Mm. okay weed there actually has been lots of studies, just not anything that has been allowed to be put public and, and taken to a medical physician and said, this is now what you need to be believing, right? There has been plenty of studies, and there's been t- plenty of anecdotal studies going on for mothers and midwives for generations, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So, it, doesn't
2: fit the, it doesn't fit the narrative. There's no,
3: argument. There's no research. Shout and out to... Also, don't prescribe me something that could potentially harm my baby and then come and tell me that I can't use a plant to help myself.
0: You know, that's a really good point, She's Mandy. Not- that is a really, really, really good point because they give they give moms a lot of different pharmaceutical drugs um, when, when giving birth and throughout the pregnancy. Yeah, I was
3: prescribed three different bottles of pills mm-hmm. and sent home.
1: See what I'm saying? Women have been using this substance for thousands of years. Hell, they found it in a tomb of a woman who died of cephalopelvic disproportion, at, you know, in the like 1 AD. Mm. I mean, they were smoking hash to get women to start going into labor. They were using this for, for nausea because, you know what, it fucking works for nausea. I mean, let's not be yeah. And for thousands of years, you can't say, oh, we had a kid with little, you know, their hands attached to their shoulder. Polymide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got, um, yeah. are gonna do. It's my my, my wife is actually watching the. My wife is yeah, actually the watching the show too. really important in
3: this in article, is, like this is, is a total dovetail to off of an article that has nothing to do with the story. So I apologize, Rico, but I'm just really passionate about this topic. And the fact mm-hmm. is that we sit here as a society and accept that over. of births in the US are a result of an epidural which is like a fucking 24 something inch needle or I don't know exactly how many inches but it's hella long and they shove that up your spine and you're paralyzed from the waist down. For hours, right. they don't allow you to try to get up and walk after you have a baby and with an epidural. This is incredibly dangerous. It's going in your spine. When you could actually use cannabis during labor and delivery to manage pain, to manage anxiety. There's so many methods that this plant could be helping people during labor and delivery and should be used by every mother. I don't give a fuck yeah, so, what your yeah, symptom so, is. It would
2: yeah, what, I, what I said, uh, so my this wife less actually than tapped in.
3: Than what our current practices are right now.
2: Yeah. My, my wife actually tapped in and she's watching the show today. And she said that she, uh, she reminded me that we actually used it um, when she was giving birth to my daughter mm-hmm. uh, too, because um, the stuff that they were given wasn't, we did not want to go heavy on the narcotics and um, it actually helped with uh, our natural uh, childbirth Hell that we yeah. went through as well. So Another use case directly from somebody Mm -hmm. within the system too.
3: This is also why a lot of moms are starting to opt out towards midwives and home births because they're sick and tired of people making them feel like they're bad mothers because they're refusing pills and injections and all of this in the hospital room. It's messed up. What people do to new moms in the hospital, it's disgusting. I had a nurse actually scold me because I was trying to nurse my baby for the first time, and she insisted that he wasn't getting enough nourishment and tried to make me feel like I was starving my kid and kept trying to make me feed him formula. Mm -hmm. What that does to a new mom, that's just anyway the
2: government the, yeah the government needs to stay out of our doctors uh, uh, what did uh, what did mitt romney say jason your your, your boy mitt romney all the government needs to stay all corporations are people <laughs> the doctor's office is way too small to have a woman the woman's doctor and the government to be in there
0: at the same time I, i'm yeah, no, not I, mad I, at I'm, that i'm not mad at that what, what, what's the matter with that saying rico I was I was quoting it. it's your boy Mitt Romney. Okay. I don't right, think right. nothing's wrong with Mitt Romney. I didn't realize you know? Mitt Romney that's, was that's my it. guy. He's kind of a rhino, but nonetheless. You know what I mean? <laughs> I took the bait. Yeah, baby. You know what it is. You know what it is. You, you know what it is. Oh, man. We're gonna go to a commercial. We're good gonna discussion. be right back. How's it going guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out.
1: Make sure you wrap that gun before you insert it, right? Yes, Luke? yes. That's right. <laughs> shout <laughs> shout <laughs> out to Get all up. the MILFs on the shelf. Milf on the shelf. Yeah, MILF's on the
0: shelf. Yeah, milk's on, on the shelf. Milk on the shelf. New product oh coming God. out from High at Nine News. Check out it on the website. You guys,
2: you guys, you guys, <laughs> to make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming up next. Coming up next. That's the stocking stuffer of everyone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he is there. the he is the industry's longest continuously operating retailer known for smoking the best weed in the world. Every time you see him, you know who he's like, checking his mm. phone for. That's right. The boss, Donald Trump. The boss, <laughs> all, Donald Trump, and all the advancements on his indictments coming to the stage. You know who it is, Jason. Back.
0: Oh yeah, you know, Rico. Mitt Romney. Just Mitt Romney. Guys, Re, Mitt Romney is not a master of the mugshot. Just so you know, Rico. Just for the record. Okay. But I got a really fascinating story, and we have talked about this last week about this. And so I found a story out of that the Cato Institute put together, and I feel like it gives it a good description about this. And we're going to talk about the States Act 2.0, you guys, would make federal government more in sync with the states and the people. On Marijuana. That's right. December 7th, 2023, Representative Dave Joyce, Republican from Ohio, joined four colleagues, Earl Blumenauer, Democrat out of Oregon, Brian Mass, Republican out of Florida, and Lori Chavez, a Republican out of Oregon and Troy Carter, Democrat from Louisiana, introduced a revised version of the Strengthening the Tenth Amendment through Entrusting States, better known as the States Act. And its name implies the bill seeks to bring U.S. marijuana policy more in line with the Tenth Amendment and federalism. The Tenth Amendment states, and this is a quote, you guys, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to to the states respectively, or to the people. That's the end of the 10th Amendment, you guys. The bill, which some call the States Act 2.0, removes marijuana as a substance covered by the Federal Controlled Substances Act. This means marijuana will no longer be on the Drug Enforcement Administration's list of controlled substances. While the Biden administration has been open to the idea of rescheduling marijuana, the States Act would deschedule it, a move we have all long advocated for. It would also federally decriminalize people using, selling, or transferring marijuana if it is legal in their state, territory, or tribal reservation and if they comply with state regulations. Moreover, it allows for interstate commerce of marijuana. You guys, that is right. That's the big one right there. The legislation states in general, no state or Indian tribe may prohibit the transportation or shipment of marijuana through the state or the territory of the Indian tribe as applicable. If the originating and destination states or territories permit as applicable, the manufacture production possession, distribution, dispensation, uh, dispensation ad, administration, or delivery of marijuana. The bill authorizes the federal government to regulate and track interstate marijuana commerce to make sure the, the commerce remains between jurisdictions where it is legal. And the bill also removes existing federal obstacles to marijuana retailers' financial transactions involving financial institutions by declaring that federal law will not consider transactions that are Compliant with state laws to be drug trafficking and such transactions will not be subject to the part of the Internal Revenue Service Code that addresses revenue and expenses connected to federally prohibited drug sales. That would basically mean the removal of 280E for anyone that doesn't understand that. The bill authorizes the FDA, the Food Drug Administration, to regulate marijuana as it does other non-prescription and prescription drugs as well as tobacco products. Uh, While I believe the FDA and the drug regulators Regulatory system need drug reformation. That is a matter for a separate discussion. They say the legislation also maintains a federal prohibition on the sale of marijuana to people under the age of 21, and on the distribution or sale of marijuana and transportation uh, safety facilities such as truck rest areas on highways. These are both matters of which Congress should defer to the states. When Congress repealed alcohol prohibition in 1933, it respected states' rights to regulate and prohibit alcohol use and commerce within its borders, and the States Act exhibits the same Federalist per- perspective. A- after 1933, several states continued to prohibit alcohol within their boundaries. In 1966, Mississippi became the last state to end alcohol prohibition. Still, many Mississippi counties remained dry until 2020, when Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves signed a bill legalizing alcohol alcohol possession in all state counties, and by now, 46 states have passed laws that legalize or decriminalize marijuana or marijuana-based products to some degree and under some circumstances. The state's act respects states' rights to prohibit, legalize, or regulate marijuana, mostly from the federal government interface, and the bill also allows for a federal excise tax on marijuana to help fund a framework that supports critical components, such as proper administration and oversight, consumer safety protections, and enforcement. Several states that have legalized adult-use marijuana have imposed exorbitant marijuana taxes, along with erroneous regulations on retailers, which have increased the price of consumers and driven them to the cheaper black market. As I have written here, the un- unintended consequences of excessive taxation are a- are weakening the legal market in favor of the black market and lower government revenues. Uh, nobody uh, excuse me notably the authors of the states Act seem aware of this and the legislation uh, the legislation states the federal excise tax should be low enough to not exacerbate the level of taxation by states thereby avoiding the pyramid effect of adding federal taxes on top of high state taxes states Act 2.0 significantly improves the original version which it's bipartisan support and with 70 percent of American adults supporting marijuana legalization the bill provides an excellent opportunity for Washington politicians to catch up on the people within this issue. And this is Jason Beck reporting for the Hyatt 9 News. What do you guys think of this States Act 2.0 and will it be a go? I
3: I like most of it. How the rest of you feel, but I feel like this is the best possible proposal i've seen so far
0: this is not the best possible proposal so far the best possible proposal so so far is uh the state's reform act that nancy mace has introduced because that has a super super low excise tax rate and would deschedule cannabis and also open up interstate trade
4: well I, okay, do, I do dis- like this dis- bill though. <laughs> I do like this bill though, but because
0: they did not stipulate what the excise tax is, they just said it should be low. I I kind of wonder about that. So this is getting a strong second place in my vote, but I would totally support this. I would vote for it and and I would campaign for it and endorse it.
4: Jay, um, if I'm not mistaken, isn't isn't this wasn't this bill based upon Nancy Mace's legislation?
0: It's, it's very possible that it is that that it is it is based it is. around it. But what it really is 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 a, re- a reversion of the states act, and the states act previously hampered down uh, commerce at state lines and whatnot. So it is a, a, a evolved
4: version of the states act. Yeah. So, and I agree with you and I agree with Mandy. I think so thus far, Nancy Mace and what this has morphed into now um, is the best legislation that we have currently. Mm -hmm. It's not great. It's not perfect. But coming out of the federal government and really coming out of the Senate and in the House, we're not getting really good federal legislation. Most of like the stuff that Cory Booker had, the stuff that um, Schumer had, none of those blanketed um let, none of those let out people from prison it, it left it up to the courts it it, it it decided certain charges could get out and certain charges couldn't it was in in the in the justice aspect of those other bills i could not support them because it it allowed certain people who were incarcerated for cannabis to get out, and others still had to go petition the court, and others still would have had to remain in there and do their time. So I w- I'm not going to support anything that leaves anyone in prison for cannabis. So that's where the, it, as far as the justice aspect of the states, the states act and this I've- states act 2.0. I 100% support. I also like the fact that they leaving this up to mo- to the states in in the, the majority of the bill. Mm-hmm. There are some federal leg- leg- legis- there are some federal regulations that that are triggered. We don't like those, but it's whatever. If it's a compromise to get to where we need to go, I think it's it's a compromise that we need to make because it gives so much power to the states. And in the in the same aspect, it allows us still to have interstate commerce, and it makes pl- places like Nebraska not be able to say, "Hey, you guys can't transport even through my state," or "Hey, you guys can't come through this airspace," or whatever, or whatever they would come up with those, well, you know, the, mindless laws. Yeah, no, well, they would come well,
0: up. The the, cra- with. the craziest part is that the commerce clause is what got all 50 states to join the union in the first place is to be able to yeah. use the federal road system, and so that—that's really what we're fighting for—is to be able to say, "Hey, you know what? If we don't want to have weed in Kansas, that's fine, but but we shouldn't be prohibited from transporting it through Kansas to get it to Ohio."
2: Yeah, I think you know, I, I think I, th- I think it's, it's good on the surface. We'll see how much gets stripped out of it Um, when it heads
4: over. Oh boy! To whatever. It, there it, we it, go. It, yeah, I'm, I'm I was just waiting for we'll that. See, one. We'll see. We're we're right. right. Like, oh, has, right. By the time this gets yeah. to the finish line, this could look nothing like it
2: does right now. It, it, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the other thing I want to say, like nothing medical was mentioned in it and, and
4: nothing uh, really helping our communities was mentioned in it at all. So um, just, yeah, well, just just remember I, that. Rico, I, and, and I ha- yeah. you're right. You're right there. In the article, it didn't state that. If it, if it is a vamp of Nancy Mace's bill, it does have all that included into it. I, I haven't looked at the 2.0 version, so I can't really comment on it um, knowledgeably. So if it's, But I do know if it's, if, it, if it's based on the foundation of Nancy Mace's bill, it does include all those um, criminal justice aspects and social justice aspects of it. So hopefully they, they included those. If they didn't, um, that's a big miss
2: when she when she revised it uh, um uh, before like this version when she revised it um she actually did strip out the all, all the community stuff and then she stripped out all of the um, um um the stuff pertaining to um um uh to federal uh, um, uh charges and shit like that mm-hmm. it was okay. just strictly business so um so like i think they they're going forward with the the business angle uh on it which i mean it is what it is um and this is the best piece of legislation I've seen. And um, if you have a like, shout out to it a Lori, whatever her name is, uh, the one Republican that's co signing on this one. What are you uh, talking brave about? enough to co sign?
0: This is Dave Joyce's bill. He's a Republican Boy, it's, it's from Ohio. Dude, there's a Republican, Dave, there's a Republican Dave, on it too. Dave Joyce is a Republican. Hold on. Hold on. Easy. It, 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 Brian Math. Brian yeah,
2: Maths. And, uh, and, and uh, Lori Chavez de, uh, Deremer. Uh, shout out to the to the Republicans actually co-signing yeah. a. She's a Republican uh, um, from Oregon. A She's a Republican. Yeah, that's what bill. I'm saying. In, yeah. in the House, in the House, like actually getting Republicans yeah. to co-sign something yeah. with the Democrats is, is yeah. absolutely unheard of. So shout out to 100%, them. One hundred percent, Rico. One hundred percent,
0: without a doubt. See, I'm, I'm
2: trying to give your people a throw. Your people a bone, it's about Jason. Time. Adam, 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 can
0: we get an elephant, please? Can we get an elephant? <laughs> There we go,
4: and I guess no, we can- but we really should like we really do need to highlight when Republicans step out there because listen, there's not a lot of cover for them, you exactly, know you. No. Yeah, you- so yeah. when they step yeah. out there, we really should. A lot of people want to say, all "Oh, that. they flip flopped, or they did this," and point no, out why that. they're doing it, or haters. all that. Listen, it's that doesn't matter. They're coming over. They're coming over to help us with our cause. We should welcome that, embrace the other, a diverse opinion on how we should get our ship to where it needs to go and keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing, nothing nice. in
2: nothing in life is binary. It's not just one thing or the other. So anybody completely going with Republicans or completely going with Democrats, like you, there's nothing patriotic or democratic about what you're doing. All you're doing is, is is promoting tribalism and promoting a bunch of bullshit that makes everybody hate government. Tell that. So, uh, we need to get with it. We need to have, we need more compromise from the top down straight up.
0: Tell that binary comment to the to the Biden uh Biden administration, but uh, don't start. Oh my nonetheless, god. Nonetheless, I do. I do. nonetheless, nonetheless, we're going to keep it moving right on into attorney-at-law in Mr. Dale Schaefer. He's the founder of our model law practice and at one point in time, he did some time for a cannabis crime. That's
1: right it is. Mr. Dale Schaefer. Uh good morning everybody. Um down the crusty old part. Luke and I understand the time inside and what that does to you. And how happy we are to see that someone's pulling their head out of their ass in Washington and trying to fix this problem. Uh, anyway, my story today comes out of JD Supra, their Cannabis in the Law section. And the headline is Cannabis Brands Beware, Branding White Labeling in New York Requires Application Submittal by December 18th, 2023. And John Shoyer um, interviewed a guy named John Caggia who's the policy director, of the Office of Cannabis Management, or whatever the what the acronym means in New York, um, about this uh, particular issue. And it, it seems that uh, they've been flooded with brands from out of state. Shock, shock, the trap always wins, you know. So what it looks like, they they say they've been signaling for a while and now what they're gonna do is they're gonna require everybody who has a brand in the market in New York to apply for uh, at least a tier three uh, processor license. Now New York um, calls uh, manufacturers of the product processors, California we call them manufacturers. We have four tiers, they have three but in New York, tier one uh, gets to extract, infuse, package, okay, and sell on into the market. I don't think they get to dispense, but that's a whole other issue. Their tier two gets to infuse, package, and sell into the market, and their tier three gets to package and then sell brands into the market. And what New York has done is they changed their, it looks like they changed their enabling statutes here to require that anybody who's gonna have a brand on a shelf in a legal store in New York is gonna have to have that brand um, have a tier three at a minimum processor license. Now, I think what they're recognizing is that uh, the brands are gonna dump the market and if you try to get them into these legal shelves, um, what we've traditionally done is just white label Someone can come in, hey, I've got a brand that I own, I wanna white label it. They never have to be checked out by the market. I mean, not market, but by by the people who issue these permits and these licenses. So what we found here in California is there's a lot of people that are doing this, but if you were to scratch and sniff, they would never qualify to be able to get one of these licenses. What it looks like what New York's trying to do is to force people to walk through the um, metal detector and figure out, okay, are you guys somebody we don't wanna have involved in this market that's selling these brands? That opens up lots of cans of worms, but it seems that New York is beginning to understand that if you don't at least look for the way that these brands are getting into the marketplace and see what you can do to try and, uh, I guess controls the right word, but this continues to be out of control. This only addresses the legal market doesn't have anything, as far as I can tell, directed towards the trap market, I think that's gonna continue to be an issue for them because the trap's gonna be able to sell these brands manufactured in California or wherever cheaper in their trap shops than these legal stores are gonna be able to sell these branded products that jump through all the hoops in their store. So the unintended consequences are gonna continue the trap going it looks like they're trying to it's playing whack-a-mole or what i call squeezing a balloon you squeeze it one place it pops out someplace else so i don't know if i'm going to applaud this but they're recognizing that there are there are control checkpoints in the market but when you go in there and put up a barrier to the entry into the legal market it just fans the flames of the trap so I don't know if i want to applaud this. It's just something that's actually happening. Be warned if you don't have these applications in by the 18th, which what is that this weekend. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have them in, then you're shit out of luck. You, if your brand's on a legal store and you're not, you don't have one of these in the pipeline. You know, I don't know what their recall mechanisms are, but the government can be real crazy when they come in to take your shit off the shelves. So be warned and I'll throw it back at you guys. What do you think? This thing is going to work or not?
5: I mean, if I mean, I go ahead, go ahead. I personally think this is just another cash grab, the same way that we have, like Jason, like you mentioned earlier, inflated excise taxes in states mm-hmm. so that the government can get their nut at every piece of a supply chain. From yep. my perspective, this is basically saying if you want to be a brand participating in the market, you have to go through some form of background check. So either you got to get partnered into a license as an owner, at which point you're going through the state's background check process, or you have to get your own license. And like you said, the unintended consequences of that is that brands are going to to make it to market one way or another so they're really just perpetuating or creating an avenue to perpetuate the illicit market and it's a bit respectfully to, to john kaggia as a friend of mine i've known him for years like I, they're doing the best they can in new york but i i'm not a fan of this law at all
0: I mean, this is this is just absolutely asinine. Okay, they're going to go and pull product off the shelf that is 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 two years old flour that people actually went and has paid an exorbitant number to purchase to get onto the legal market when all they had to do was just throw some fresh weed into a bag and go and sell it to a bodega and they would have been uh, probably way 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 more flush on the coin.
5: This is yeah, just- and all all the product safety is going through the licensed producer anyway, right? So if they did a traditional white label arrangement. The person that's producing the product is already addressing any public safety issue that, that the government might have. So I don't—other than what, getting a little bit of extra money from an application, I don't see what the purpose of this law is.
1: You know, what, 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 they're going what after happens? the people who are involved in these brands. Mm-hmm. They want to look up everybody's skirt and then stick a microscope up your ass. I mean, I, could call, I call it walking through the fucking metal detector. Okay, They want to know who's involved Go in this. And they're so worried about—this this is why when you have the cops involved in this too much— nothing gets done the trap just wins because the cops want you to not only jump through hoops crawl through fucking tunnels okay to get to where they can watch you and not a gram gets out it. he's like this is not that dangerous you know why in the hell are we continuing to do this because the trap just goes yeah f- man i'll sell stizzy on my shelf mm-hmm. yep oh, oh man we just yeah. talked about that yesterday dale Um, (laughs) it's, it's the real deal. I mean, we tell the trap always wins. And when you look at this market, I I get tired of yelling at both conservatives and and liberals about this. Like if you tax and regulate the shit out of a business, it's never going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what both sides want to do here. I applaud the Republicans. Go, let's make it clean and safe. Throw it in with ATF. They know how to tax the shit out of something, send it across state lines. If I can't sell alcohol in Mississippi, I can damn through drive my eighteen-wheeler through there. That's right. I, so, it's not do you difficult. know
3: what? Do you know what the policy is in the alcohol industry when someone comes and and hires a manufacturer to make their line for them?
1: We, my family did this, okay? We would call it, we would call up a distributor, okay? And say, who are you using that's making bourbon? We we had a private label bourbon. And we then would get directed to a distillery in Kentucky. We'd place an order, they would then send to a distributor, put the tax stamp on it, it, got shipped to us and it was our alcohol. That's how it worked, clean and simple. The federal government got their tax, it came across the country, delivered to us, and boom, bing bang, win for everybody. None of this horseshit we deal with now. Facts, facts, facts. And on that, we got. You are talking keep- about some radicalness, Dale, of
4: things being treated like a regular commodity. You anarchist blasphemy I mean, right i mean new, I, new, new york, new, new, york just keeps on,
0: new york just keeps on making more of a joke and more of a joke of their market every single day and they're never going to have an actual yeah. regulated marketplace it's the trap is going to live forever there and that's just going to be what it is and so it, honestly you we're
1: you, the birthplace of the speakeasy yeah right? exactly and i'm with you Luke. we want all of us to get our fucking records cleaned i want to be able to get a gun again god damn it You know this is nuts with all of us. Should be able to. And and on that,
0: we got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. The control tower from highly educated has perfected the dab, utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation. You can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures and. With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient DAB experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Oh, yeah. Stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. I know we'll appreciate it. YouTube appreciates it. And you will even appreciate it deep down inside of your soul. That's right. Also, make sure that you hit subscribe. If you have not subscribed to the channel already, we are just 15 people away from hitting 2000 subscribers. So if you could help us out, help us hit over that hump and all the articles that we cover today, you can read on our website at news.com. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smokey Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smokey Vanilla.
4: That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah, you know what it is. We just stretched and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. They're arresting those people for buying from a smoke shop. We've we got to keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Up next, I'm
2: absolutely ecstatic to introduce the newest correspondent on the Hyatt 9 News team, representing the great state of Colorado with more than a decade of regulated industry experience under his belt, focusing on technology, data, specializing in operations, compliance, technology, development, implementation through Intel can company. He's also certified in Oracle Data Analysis, Visualization, and Cybersecurity, because we can all use a little bit of safety here on these interwebs. Y'all know what? His uh, current projects are Grind, Cannabis Lifestyle Brand for Serious and Professional Athletes, and Little Dragon. A direct consumer concentrate brand in California that uses AI and machine learning. He's speaking my language without even speaking yet. Y'all know who it is. Coming to the stage, hey. so hum. <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: oh, hey, give him around. Thank of you for God. that intro, Rico. Yes uh it's it's so great to be here thank you guys for for inviting me on the show i'm excited to do my first segment um that was that was a really great intro uh but i'm gonna jump right into my story uh also by the way jason you forgot one thing when you were mentioning uh what day it is today it's taylor swift's birthday so uh, we, we, birthday, did
0: not, we did not we did not celebrate taylor swift on this channel <laughs>
5: well, now, now, now it's on there can't handle
3: all that fabulousness yes.
5: all, those swift, all
3: those
0: swifties Hey, hey, hey don't don't, don't fuck it's with Swifties, easy, You're you're yeah, gonna have Swifties
5: uh, in the comments on YouTube I, I like, yeah, hope yeah, so. I hope so. I hope
2: we so. Need pol- we need we need more polarization. Yeah bring, yeah,
0: bring all the swifties, bro. Send them yeah. send them send them a kite.
5: Yeah, we love it. Right.
1: <laughs>
5: uh but yeah, so this week on Friday, uh Holland, also known as the Netherlands, is set to begin an experiment where they are licensing and regulating cultivation and transportation of cannabis. Uh well, a lot of people don't know that. I know those of us that are immersed in regulations and compliance on a day-to-day basis have known that uh, the system that's existed with coffee shops in the Netherlands has existed as tolerated. So basically, they just allow people to go and buy five grams at a time from a coffee shop. They have really strict limits of what they're allowed to keep on hand in the shop. And they usually use safe houses nearby where they do daily or hourly drops with uh, with cash and product to make sure that they don't violate those legal limits Um, And this is particularly interesting for a couple reasons. So they're originally going to start with two legal growers that will be allowed to uh, supply about 20 coffee shops in the cities of Breda and Tilburg. Uh, And then hopefully next year, they're planning to expand it to additional cultivators. One cool thing about this is the only system I've seen where the government is actually allowing legal and black market product to be sold on shop shelves through a transition period. Um, I don't think I've seen it any legislation that's accounted for how to bridge that gap. um, Honestly, New York should take some notes here. (laughs) They might be able to to do something a little better than what they're doing. (laughs) Um, Another, you know, one other interesting part of this is it seems like they've done a, a full 180 from what their approach was to cannabis, you know, in the past 10 or 15 years. There's been multiple attempts by the Dutch government to... Crack down on what they call narco-tourism, basically people going to to Holland for the purpose of trying, you know, space cakes or, or cannabis or whatever it is in the coffee shop. Uh, they got a lot of pushback uh, from coffee shops because that would obviously crucify their business, and there's no way that they would survive on um, residence alone. But they had wanted to pass a law that basically said you have to have a resident identification card in order to buy cannabis in coffee shops. So... From going from that to now where they're attempting to fully regulate the supply chain, I think is a huge step. Uh, I, I know Jason has some thoughts on this, but um, the last time they started talking about this, they basically pushed a lot of their distribution, especially for seeds, from uh, Holland to Spain. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, see how this pans out. Um, it's also, you know, on a personal note, I got a chance to interview the uh, marijuana policy office for the mayor of Amsterdam's representative when she was in Colorado for a uh, a regulatory symposium about eight years ago and uh, they were not terribly interested in the concept of licensing and regulating cannabis. So um, to see where they've come in the past eight to 10 years, I think is is a promising step. And and hopefully Spain moves in a similar direction. They currently have a similar system where, you know, they tolerate the the clubs, but the production is not licensed. So um, yeah, props, props to Holland. And uh, interested in hearing what everyone else has to say.
0: I find it interesting how they are integrating because the reality of how Amsterdam has always worked is like, um the, the the like you're you're most able to get arrested if you're caught purchasing cannabis where in, in, in America it's it's illegal to, to sell cannabis but in Amsterdam it's illegal to purchase cannabis. So I find this very interesting and especially how you said that they are going to be intertwining the illicit market in regards with their sales because they have basically chased all of their growers a number of years out of Amsterdam and they all fled to Spain when they started doing crackdowns on home grows throughout throughout the country and so th- this is very interesting their whole their whole shift. Or should I say Swift? No. I, say I Swift? think it's really interesting. Stop that, man! <laughs> <laughs> Can we, we,
2: we, we get a poll? Is Jesse or Adam? Can we get a poll going? Uh, the Taylor Swift versus uh, uh, Nickelback versus Ninety
5: Eight Degrees. <laughs> that's not, that's not even a competition. Yeah, that's not yeah. even a competition. Well, let's see. Let's
0: see. I'm, I'm interested to see to see who who who, who everyone's going to pick.
4: Taylor, oh, I love you. God. Luke Scarmazzo, tap in with uh, me. I think I'm
2: rolling with. There's nothing remotely, remotely attractive uh, 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 about Taylor Swift. In I'm, ro- my I'm, ro- eyes I'm rolling I'm in, with Nickelback.
4: Years. 90 <laughs> <But> 98 <laughs> degrees. Back on back Nickelback. on track, guys. Back on track. Sohum actually made a really good point too here about New York should take a note, page out of this book is how do we get the the people that are in the traditional market that want to be in the traditional market and survive in the traditional market? Like where is the bridge and the transition period and what do those things look like? And I think like, that's the easiest thing. Like that's, I I don't know why I didn't think of that before. Like, Hey, just make it like a, a, like a moratorium period where anything can be on the shelf. Tested of course but anything can be on the Shelf whether it's whatever it is and then After a certain amount of time They have to go through whatever kind of Thing you want them to go through whatever kind of process You want them to go through that's kind of like interesting I don't know if that would work I'm not saying it would Work I'm just saying it's an interesting thing That maybe some other people should try to Put or apply in In the states who knows it might work But But if nothing else at least they've taken The time to think about it and like
5: Address the the issue I'm not saying the Solution is perfect but nor would it be nor has it been anywhere else that we've seen cannabis regulation rolled out. But to see federal regulators actually address the issue of how do we bring legacy operators into a legal market, I think is a really yeah. positive sign. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I agree. agree. I agree that, with that
3: grace period already does exist. In every market that has gone through their transition period, there's the point upon which the new law becomes effective. And whatever that grace period is that's your time to decide how you're gonna transition over. Many people just said, fuck that, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and, uh, th- that existed, it existed. And, and it, also it, the same thing, and not that it worked well in every community, but it did exist to some extent where there's an opportunity for the community to give feedback
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I was,
3: that's required.
4: So those periods do
3: exist, whether folks are paying attention, Enough and taking advantage of those opportunities is a different story.
4: Yeah, I disagree the problem with that I've had that, that, the is they always do that just because it's a check of the box, like we have to open up community feedback for this many days or 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 in a meeting this many or this this amount of time. And that's just a check off. They don't really consider yeah. what the community has to say in a lot of instances in a lot of city in a lot of local government situations. And we dealt with that tremendously in the 215 era when we would go to the city hall meetings, and it would be mm-hmm. a tremendous outpouring of people hundreds of hundreds of people would speak in favor one or two would speak in opposition and the city council would go completely opposite Mm -hmm. so Uh, i
2: would like like to say i would like to say observing
4: this i don't think they become really effective in that sense um, I was observing I the mean, developments from, so. from state to state, like over the years. We
2: here in California, have five first,
3: and out, out oh, in New
0: oh, York. Let, let, let Rico right. go for a second. Let
2: Rico oh, go, go, go for a second. Hold
0: on, hold on. There
3: hold on, on. is uh, a uh, There uh, has uh, been, and observing when, from from New York, California in 2018 on January 1st of 2018, we knew for almost two years, or at least a year and a half, that it was coming.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, hold, hold, on. So, uh, yeah. hold on, hold on, the, the, hold on, the, hold on the, Manny, let, hold let, on, let, hold let on. Rico go, let the, Rico the, go. The what, I, what I've seen the issue being is the communities can't, they can't agree on what they want. And so they end up uh, they end up going with these asshole prohibitionists, or leaning towards what they want to do, or the, towards the corporations. The corporations stay uh, on the same uh, on the same page. Mm. You know, the communities don't talk to each other, and they, everybody thinks that my plight was worse than yours. We saw that shit firsthand every single of uh, um, um, city hall meeting here in Los Angeles, did we not, Jason? Yeah, like, everybody's sure. like,
0: "Yo, we practically saw the, the valley thing. had it
2: worse than South Central. South Central had it worse than East L.A. You East L.A. LA had it." Same thing in New
0: York. Same thing in New York.
2: yeah, and, and everybody everybody that is the problem is, is 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 people from the community can't get on the same page and they end up going with whatever the corporations say mm-hmm. and um and it ends up being a bait and switch you think that at, at first it's going to be all for the communities but when um, these people say oh yeah you have to present five years worth of taxes that you pay <laughs> like you want trappers to, get, to present any taxes paid you have to show that you uh you have to prove that you've run a uh a successful business uh for at least two years like I got I got to tell you, I got to show my receipts from trapping now. Like it ends up being a bait and switch that nobody can really qualify for. And I think that trying to work with these people and trying to integrate some of these players automatically from the jump into that system is the only way that you're going to mitigate the trap. You're never going to kill the (laughs) traps. It's always going to be available. But the only way to take some of that power back is to allow them to operate side by side. Like uh, like my yeah. man Troy always says in the audience, open the damn market up, mm-hmm. let the
5: people yeah, and it's, decide this, who they want to get. This transition it from. period is different too, right? Because they're not forcing every cultivator to immediately gain a license, right? There's only going to be two licensed cultivators, but they're not going to kill everybody else out of the market during that time. I don't know. I mean, maybe California for a short period of time where you could have licensed and unlicensed product in the store. But even that, I don't think we've ever seen that anywhere in the States where they allow the trap brands to sit on the shelf next to the licensed brands and then will slowly transition everybody to the point of of being licensed.
0: Yeah, that only happens in, in areas where there's not a licensed market, So, home. Yeah. Absolutely. And I can't, I can't wait to
2: see I can't wait to see like all these uh these big box licensed brands starting to rip off uh, the
0: labels of the trap.
4: <laughs> oh, rip off. That would be that would be that would be a good one. That would be that that coming. would be
0: that would be coming. the ultimate troll. That would you that mean
4: one. you mean yeah. corporations appropriating a culture? Oh, <laughs>
0: oh boy. I've oh. Never
4: heard of that before. You know what on that, that, on, that yeah.
0: on, on all of that, we're gonna roll right on into Miss Mandy Tingler. She's oh, a dang mom. You. She's a mom. She's an edibles judge for the Emerald Cup and she is here to show you how being a cannabis executive and motherhood can it all go motherhood. hand in hand. That's right, isn't another than Miss Mandy Tingler.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. And today I am bringing you some really good cannabis news. It's a short story, but a good one that'll leave you feeling warm and fuzzy about what we're doing in our industry. So my headline today reads Arkansas using medical cannabis taxes to fund free school lunches. Arkansas is using medical cannabis tax revenues to fight food insecurity in the state with $87 million sent to schools throughout the state to help students access low cost or free lunch. Medical Marijuana Commission spokesperson Scott Hardin said that the state has collected so far 115 million from the cannabis tax. He says, if someone is on a reduced school lunch, they are now paying 50 cents to a dollar. That medical marijuana revenue steps in and pays that to cover the students and make sure that they get it for free. So really, students in the state will not be having to pay whatever the burden is, and it's completely eliminated now. The funds had previously been earmarked to help the University of Arkansas's medical school to obtain a National Cancer Center designation, but Hardin did not give any indication as to why this change was made. The article does go further in saying that since the medical cannabis program launched in the state of Arkansas, and again, this is medical, in 2016, they said the sales have topped $1 billion and according to state data, there were 98,011 active medical cannabis ID cards in the state, and that was just as of December 2nd of this year. You guys, I just wanted to share this great news. I love when we hear what our community tax revenue is able to do in our communities. I would love any other really warm, fuzzy stories or updates that you may have heard of recently, and. Um, this feather in the cap for arkansas nicely
0: done i i I think think? this is fantastic and you know uh arkansas has a pretty high poverty rate so you know there's a number of kids that are going to be able to benefit that wouldn't normally be able to eat without this program in place so i think this is a fantastic use of tax revenues going to uh going to a great cause a great source and 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 i i totally support this with any uh jurisdiction enacting a similar policy i think
2: it's good i think it's good.
3: Oh sorry. oh, sorry. I just want to give you one no. little more nugget there. I looked at some statistics about Arkansas. 29% of its population is under the age of 18 now. And almost 50% of the um, households don't even meet like yeah. minimum.
0: Yeah. It's a very, age. very, very impoverished state. Yeah, on, on, one, on one hand,
2: I, I do think it's good. It's a good program and everything. On the other hand, I'm like, if you're eating the school lunch, school breakfast, you shouldn't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Period. I, th- I think I think kids should yeah. have the option, you know, a school lunch and school breakfast is trash anyways. Uh they yeah. shouldn't have to pay for but it. But now they that it's paid for, for it with that. weed money, you know, they're, they're probably the going to get better food, yeah. Rico. <laughs> but 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 like, uh, on the on the flip side of that, like there's going to come a point where these weed companies can't pay for those lunches anymore cuz they can't pay their own bills. But the
0: weed companies aren't you know? paying for it. The consumer is paying for it through the taxes.
5: I think, I mean, I think there's two sides to yeah, this, right? Profit. Like, yeah. one, I
0: mean, that's and that's yes. I'm, like, I'm, I'm torn. That's what I'm saying.
2: Like, like, I think it's positive on one end, but like, like the long-term effects, like this is not, this program is not going to be able to hold that up. Hold on, like, Rico. Long-term.
0: Rico, if you were a kid in Arkansas and you all of a sudden you were getting fed fed a meal that you weren't having- I'm not saying week. it.
2: I'm not saying it's a You're bad thing on the short-term. You're telling me that it? The it's not going to last like, like for long. I'm just like, like, no, like I, all these companies in other states, are, are they still making all of these donations? No, they're trying to keep their lights on mm.
5: i mean i think i think the real issue with with this type of thing again first let me clarify like if our tax yeah. dollars from our industry are going to anything they should be going to free school lunch not to law enforcement even yeah. the amount of money that's given to yeah, rehab regulation all that stuff like this is a great use of tax proceeds but i think there's two issues with it the one and main one is that Stories like this become a poster child for legalizing for the purpose of generating tax revenue. And I think when that happens, that's very dangerous because now you have exorbitant tax rates, excise taxes at the state or the county level, and that's what's going to perpetuate the the legacy markets. So... Again, I kind of like with what Rico said, like if they're exclusively funding their free lunch program with cannabis tax dollars, like I don't know how sustainable that is. The prices eventually over time with economies of scale and legalization are going to fall. So, yeah, but
0: once they're doing it, so home, they're going to end up having to, to to fill that because that's going to look really bad to, to to their voter base if they cancel that program in lieu of others. We'll find another
4: reason. I think you guys agree. I think Rico makes a, a, a solid point on that. But but this is this is I think what we're missing is these lunch programs are being paid for by taxpayers no matter what, whether the cannabis tax funds them or not, right? So now because we are using the cannabis tax to do it, we get to kind of trumpet that and highlight that in in like what Soham said in the sense of. Um, in the sense of like being able to show this and say, hey, look, this generates tax dollars. I think that's actually a beneficial thing in the sense of now we bring over some conservatives and some fiscal conservatives that can say, hey, look, wow, this actually generates some money here, and maybe that's something that we should look into, or maybe that's something that's feasible. Now, what has to happen after that is really high taxes that can't be sustained now those conversations can be opened like okay now that we're using these things for certain for certain earmarks let's make them so that they can be sustainable let's not make it a one time buy let's look at the longevity of this of this tax coffer and be able to sustain these meals off of a cannabis tax for x amount of years going forward yeah, and, and just real quick, uh, the, the
2: biggest the biggest uh, economy economic booster in Arkansas is uh, is the agriculture uh, industry. And you have a bunch of major corporations out there, too. Why are they not paying for these free lunches already?
5: Oh, and hey, Ch- T- Ch- Ty- Tyson Ch- Foods has millions of square foot of chicken houses all over eastern Arkansas. But- Walmart. Walmart is headquartered super, in Benville.
2: Shut, shut yeah, up. I'm super. I'm super impressed. I, I continue to be impressed with the philanthropy and the, the 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 constant yeah giving back to the communities of the cannabis industry. But that's where we come from, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how about like some of these tax dollars that are not being paid by these major uh, industries? How about those be diverted into these programs so we don't have to be the ones we're the sacrificial lambs. We go out and we do this stuff like, oh, it's great. Let's legalize. Let's legalize. And then when we're going out of business crickets right there's <laughs> nothing they just let people go out of business and let these corporations take over you know so, I've seen, uh, that's all i'm saying is, is is these huge corporations that are not paying taxes already make them fucking pay for it you know and you, um, and, and make cannabis do it too you know Rico why, why can we all do
0: that rico i've seen two really really great comments in the chat today one of them from from dr mark chaldone who said that uh swifties smoke mids and the second yes, one, and the second one is from uh, from Justin Benson, who says that they should be spending the money on birth control.
5: Damn, son. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't <laughs> think I don't think birth control is legal in Arkansas. Oh man, <laughs> we got to roll the loop. Let's do it, my man. You got Luke intro. Luke, is that on me? Oh, Luke right. had to dip. Up next. No, Luke had to dip. Hey. Luke, Luke had to. Dip. Unfortunately, had to, Luke
3: had to, had to leave right at ten.
2: No, no worries. Okay. Uh, um. You want to you, you, you want to uh, paraphrase uh, Luke's story? Are we going to go to uh, Luke's story tomorrow?
0: Roll it over. Let's see. Let me see if
2: I. Can... Yeah,
3: I think we have to roll it over.
0: Yeah, we might just roll this roll this over. Let's roll it over. Let's close it out. All right, y'all. Sorry about that, no man. Worries. Luke, we love
2: you. We love you, dope daddy. And um, that being said. We are at the top but, of the But hour, you can read you
0: it on high9news.com.
2: Yes, you can. Check it out. So um, the more you know. Thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of High Night News. You can catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout-out to our super fans showing love, getting their comments posted live on the big screen. To our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over. Big ups, big ups, big round of applause to our new guy, Soham Shah, please. Welcome to the TV, brother.
5: Thank you, thank you.
2: Our very correspondent team tuning in from all over, bringing us a much-needed variety of perspective, your respected opinions to the table as well. To our production team, Cloud Media Partners, my man Adam holding things down. Does he have the sunglasses on today? Please, man, He, he does. does. He does. He's the coolest. He's the coolest cat behind You the should team. see his new haircut. So. It, Oh, I'm going to see this. Is it, is it feathered the on the sides? He's Stop feathered. Stop the cow. He's feathered. He's feathered. <laughs> Stop the cat. <laughs> <laughs> As always, Cannabis C-T-V-L, the reason we show up to read these stories every single day. Thank you, boo. It has been Wednesday, December thirteenth, 2023. The show is over, and you've all been blessed with the top industry headlines. Hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. So, um, new guy. You got the outro today, man. What you got? Some positive messaging for these people to take into their hump day.
5: Stay positive, smoke a blunt, keep your head up, power through the day, and happy birthday, Tay Tay. Let's go. Oh man, swifty smoke mids. <laughs> <laughs>